Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Guys, it's a football Friday. J. Will is back in the house. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Key, you fired up or what? You know the song? That's the college bar song, man. I got my USC, USC jacket, jacket, jacket on. I'm feeling oh, college You're so fratty today. I yeah, love it. Yeah, real Friday. Yeah, yeah. I don't know none of the words. I just, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you just pour the beer over your head, just shake it. No, no yeah, pouring. Are you one of the, those? Were no. you one of those in college? No way. Not a chance. Right, no, right. not no, the, Sometimes you have those moments. Not the beer on top of the head. A lot of college bar stuff, but not the beer on top of the head. All right. I didn't start drinking until my senior year in college. Uh, then what really? happened? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> a lot of stress in my life these days. Understood, you know? understood, understood. Indeed, that what you just heard is on 710 ESPN in Seattle. So here's the deal, fellas. It's a football Friday. I was talking to Key right before the show. Great to have Jay back with us as well. Fresh off the draft, we'll talk about free agency, which begins at 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Mm-hmm. NBA free agency, a little different this year, but always something that gets the attention of the sports fan. Key told me yesterday you watched every single snap from beginning to end, and the best way I can put it is Russell Wilson made plays, but he didn't have to make every play, and Seattle's defense, which we have been waiting for for a long time, stepped up, game-winning sack, game-clinching sack by a guy they picked up. I didn't know Seattle's defense was actually a term. (laughs) Indeed. We finally used him in the same (laughs) sentence. A guy they picked up just 16 days ago, Carlos Dunlap, coming up with the third sack of the night, second for him to stall an Arizona drive. They had gotten all the way down there to the 27-yard line with about 38 ticks to go. Murray goes down, down goes Arizona. You know, what I want to do is I want to educate not only the fan base that listens to us or watches us on television, I also want to educate you two. Hmm. There's something called don't ever count people out. Hmm. When you when you get Bill Belichick's, Mike Tomlin's, Pete Carroll, Sean Payton's, Andy Reid's, when you start talking about them, don't count them out because they know what they're doing. We're not talking about Adam Gase here. This is not one of those situations. You know what I'm saying? This is not Matt Nagy. This is Pete Carroll. What did he do to get his job as the first-time head coach for the New York Jets? Defense. Defense. Mm -hmm. It's defense. He's not going. You think he's going to forget that overnight? It may take a while to rebuild something, but between Ken Norton, who played defense that went to Super Bowls and won, and Pete Carroll, they know how to create a defense. They went out and got two guys in Jamal Adams, who had a big night, not necessarily a statistical night. But a night of being around, being noticed, in the mix. And then Carlos Dunlap, two sacks on the night. He did his job. He did exactly what they thought he would do when they went out and acquired him from the Cincinnati Bengals. And I, and I think people get lost in, oh, their defense is so bad. Look what the Buffalo Bills did to him. They got shredded. This team did. Just chill. Kansas City's defense was not great last year. Toward the end of the season, they became one of the better defenses in the National Football League. And I think... Over time, Seattle's defense will get better. Everyone keeps holding the standard to the Legion of Boom because the Legion of Boom is the reason that they got to two Super Bowls. It has shifted since then. It shifted to a heavy pass run oriented offense until they started to get a running game going like they did last night. Now, every time I look up, it seemed like they was putting a different running back in, and it may have not been the case, but I saw Carlos Hyde. I saw Bo Scarborough. I'm like, where did Bo? I haven't seen Bo since Alabama. Yeah, I haven't seen Bo since (laughs) Alabama. Where did he come from? And then all of a sudden you think about Kaysan didn't play. 
uh, uh, Penny, Rashad Penny, the guy they drafted out of San Diego State towards ACL a year or so ago, he'll be coming back. So you start to get playmakers and players back. Plus, when you go back and you look at the first victory against uh, Arizona had against Seattle, it wasn't like Arizona. They won in overtime. So whatever little mistakes that Seattle made to lose that football game, they're going to correct those mistakes. And they did it, and you saw the results last night. I mean, Mighty Mouse threw some incredible passes when you, when you think about it. I mean, it, he has some big boys man. throws. He has, he has dimes. And when you think about Kyler Murray, obviously him getting out of the pocket and creating all those rushing yards key throughout the course of a game, like that's a differentiator, especially considering you know the way they run the ball, being one of the best run offenses there is in the league. But last night, Murray rushed five times for 15 yards. So like it, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde defensively for Seattle watching that game and watching the way they play last game, which they play better defensively, if they keep trending in this direction. Is, that, is this a Super Bowl team? Is this a team that can win the Super Bowl if their defense plays the best it can be with having Mr. Unlimited on their team as well, not turning the ball over? No, absolutely, absolutely they are a contending Super Bowl team. They've been that way along with along with – Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Seattle, the Rams. Those are the kind of teams that's kind of hovering around. Arizona's not a Super Bowl contender. They, they just not. And I understand I understand the people in the Red Sea out in Arizona, they're going to attack me on Twitter and all the other stuff. I get it. I understand. Shut up, Keyshawn. You don't know what you're talking about. It's not a Super Bowl team. They're a good team that can win a few games, you know, and, and that's what they are. They, they They are that. And I think when you look at it, are they are they the Houston Rockets of of the NFL? Like a style, I'm just saying, different style. I'm trying to think, what entertaining you... to watch, very fun, but it doesn't get you there. Ultimately, is that what Cliff Kingsbury is? Probably so. Yeah, he's gonna, they're going to they're going to put up the numbers. They're certainly going to put up big numbers statistically. That's what the air raid offense. That's just what they do. They they're running the ball much better. They were dead last two years ago. They were tenth a year ago. Now they're number one in the league. So they're running the ball better. It's a different type of run. It's the RPO game opposed to a traditional running game with a one back set or a fullback in front of them or tied in in front of them. It's different. Um, but to your point though, Jay, they bottled up Kyler Murray. They kind of kept him in the pocket to a degree when he wanted to throw the football. Now, he dropped some dimes a couple times with people mm. in his face. I don't know how the hell he did it. That's the magical part of who he is, so that makes you like him because it's like he got hit. He got sacked one time by Bobby Wagner coming through the gut. He got hit, not sacked, but he delivered the football to the tight end. I'm like, damn, how did he do that? But he knew where to throw the ball to. The tight end ran underneath it, got him down to the goal line. They punch it in, they score, and that's what it was. But he couldn't do it on a consistent basis. Because they bottled him up. Key, I was going to say real quick, you know, one of the things you've always said about Kyler Murray is just, all right, wait until he gets hit. I saw him get hit last night. And it, it wasn't pretty when he took a hit. A, a really big hit, right? And you saw, obviously, the shoulder was somewhat injured throughout the course of the game. I feel like he played with it. So play with it. But I, I guess, you know, so here, when, he starts to get into a, a quarterback you. that way. Like, Here's what I'm going to ask you, Slug. RG3, what did everybody say about him? Oh, he's great. Oh, wait. Wait till somebody get a hold of him. Yeah. Cam Newton. Oh, he runs around. He Wait till somebody get a hold of him. Lamar Jackson. Oh, he runs around. Wait till somebody get a All of them are in that same kind of mold that can do dynamic things with their legs. But when them defenders get a hold of you, it's not pretty. 
Especially when you are not used to getting hit. Them dudes are really big, Zubin. Carlos Dunlap is really large. Bobby Wagner is not a little bitty guy. K.J. Wright is not small. All right? Rasheem Green is not the defensive uh, uh, defensive end, defensive tackle. For, he's not small. Oh, Carlos Jamal, Dun- Jamal Adams is not a little bitty guy. Carlos Dunlap, 6'6", 280 pounds. Yeah, that doesn't. Oh, my. What? That doesn't. I don't want to what? be hit. I don't want to be hit by that. Oh, that's a that's a freight train going up against a bug. You know what a bug is? A little car, right? And then that's a huge freight train coming at you at full speed, untouched. You that's you just don't want it. So Kyler Murray stayed in tough. He battled through it, but you could certainly tell that his shoulder was bothering him. Now whether it's a lingering injury that carries him into the New England Patriot game in the cold. With a button that Bill Belichick can press to bring down the snow and the rain. I'm just saying, though, Z. <laughs> it could be magically appearing. You never know. All right, a couple things real quick. Future bodes really well. The immediate future bodes really well for Seattle. Right now, they're 7-3. I just took a look at their schedule. Their next four opponents mm-hmm. have a grand total of eight wins. 8-28-1. Mm. Or I could go like this, whichever one looks better to you. Is that two <laughs> right. Tom Brady's? That's <laughs> two what? Tom Brady's. Four fingers up in the air. Eight twenty-eight and one. They're basically taking on a combination of the, Ugh, the Eagles, the Giants, the, the Jets, and Washington. Eight wow. wins for their. You next see what four I'm saying, though? Yep. Now they're gonna put themselves in contention to have a first round bye. Yep. Jeez. That would obviously get them the top seed. Last word, I would tell you the biggest difference between the first Arizona game in Seattle and this one last night. Clearly, Murray wasn't touched in the first game. Last night, sacked three times, hit seven times, and his key said, and his Bart said yesterday, Bart Scott, the 11-year vet who was with us yesterday. Thick neck. Yep. When Kyler gets hit, they are going to make him feel it. Be a part of the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed this morning. We're simply asking you, who's the best team in the NFC West right now? Record-wise, it would be Seattle, but you could obviously have the Rams there lurking this weekend with a huge game on Monday Night Football on ESPN against the Bucs. The Jameis Winston-led New Orleans Saints. Yeah, they're in the South. This is just a West question Oh, West. Today. Oh, just okay. a West question right. today. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. Oh, it's official. Know. College football's back, so is your favorite Dr. <laughs> Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. You can call us 888-SAY-ESP and with your answer, hit us up on Twitter, TJ and Z. I would imagine in some order, it'll easily be Seattle and the Rams 1-2-2-1. On the way, two big injuries for Clay Thompson, getting the worst possible injury news he could hear. So what does Jay think about their short and long-term prognosis? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Worst possible news for the Warriors. Clay Thompson has suffered a full tear of his right Achilles. He will miss the entire season. He was already coming back from a catastrophic injury. We thought this Golden State team was going to compete to try to get out of the Western Conference. They're not going to have a chance to compete for a championship without Clay Thompson. There's no way to sugarcoat that. It is devastating. You know, an Achilles, everyone uh, hurts here. Heard all the desperate words no sugarcoating. No chance. Stephen A. used the word nightmarish yesterday when the news came down even before the diagnosis was final. And unfortunately for Clay Thompson, it is the worst possible news he could get. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jay, let's get right into it. You mentioned this yesterday huh, on I'm the glad program. I'm playing a Zim music for me because I had to be zinned out. Throughout this whole thing with Clay, it's made me sick to my stomach. No doubt about it. I can understand the personal experience you've had with injuries and the fact that Clay could be back in time for the 2021-2022 season. But, Jay, that would be almost two and a half years away from basketball at the highest level. So he, he tore his ACL on his left knee in that game against Toronto, June 13, 2019. You fast forward 16 months later, he is working out. And, look, everybody's body's different but it seemed like he was recovering off the ACL, ACL injury you know, pretty well. Mm-hmm. He was going to be back to what he was, Clay. But you can't always say that off an ACL injury, even though technology is better today than what it is you know, five years ago. For him now to tear his Achilles in the opposite leg, obviously that comes from compensating. And the thing I feel horrible about is, is Zubin, you said, you know, it probably be two years and four months until he's able to play on the NBA court Man. again, like in competition, in a game, in a game. And I think ultimately what you feel so bad about is, look, from somebody who's been through years of, um, you know, just going through rehab, like the rehab fatigue, Keeg, right? Like going through it every day, two days a week, like two, day, uh, two times a day uh, to get back, like ultimately – like. I think he's going to come back. I don't know if he's going to be the same player as he was before. I'm not sure. The guy was – one of the things that made him so great is that defensively he was a stopper. You could put him on the opposing team's best player, and he would go out and lock up and then also give you 35, 40 points some nights. Big-time offensive player. I, I don't know if he gets back to that caliber of player again, and that changes the dynamic of this dynasty. This dynasty is no more, by the way. Mm. Without Klay Thompson, this dynasty is no more. They'll be a good team. Steph would be great, but they won't be what they were with Steph and Clay. considerably the greatest shooting backcourt we've ever seen in the history of the game. It's, uh, it's crazy, though. But we, I, I guess you kind of knew that it was the Achilles from yesterday prior to that when we were on the show. You know, news started to trickle in. Oh, it, it could be – this could be his Achilles again. It could be – it could be his, his – uh, right Achilles opposed to his knee. So you kind of start to trickle in and you start to sit there and you say to yourself, 
Now he has to deal with the rehab of his ankle and his Achilles. He's still rehabbing, believe it or not, his ACL. Because hmm. the rehab doesn't stop. It continues to strengthen that. Now you got to do both. And as Jay said, two and a half, basically two and a half years before you really get back into real competition on the court. Whether or not he'll be the same player, we don't know. We're assuming probably not because of the, the injuries. But you don't know his body. We don't know his body. I mean, he may just be a fast healer and it yep. works out great. He, he's the same. I think most people, if it was on the board in Vegas betting on it, they probably would bet against it. Um, the Warriors as a team, where does, what happens to them and where do they go from here? I mean, they obviously are going to look today in free agency and see what's out there, what their money can buy. They got, they got Kelly Oubre. You know, they just got Kelly Oubre. And so there's still some other pieces that I'm sure that they're going to look at. Um, will Steph Curry be Steph Curry? He'll probably still be Steph and still do some of the same things. Won't be easy. It'll be harder. What will Wiggins give them? What will James Wiseman give them? And even with Klay Thompson on the court with them, I never had them really being a major threat in the West to the Lakers and the Clippers. I still had them hovering around four to five, you know, somewhere in that area um, because we didn't know what Clay would be coming off the ACL. We haven't seen Steph Curry in a while either. So it's kind of like, what were they going to be? We assumed they were going to be this same sort of high-flying team, but they did remove Kevin Durant from that high-flying team the last time we saw them, and I understand they won championships before KD got there. But they also had a different makeup before KD got there. Those guys are a little older, a little longer in the tooth. You know, uh, Draymond, you know, for whatever last year was, it was a throwaway season. He's a little bit longer in the tooth. So it's a little bit different. Single double. <laughs> no, sorry, I couldn't. Sometimes it's just in my head now because Charles Barkley called Draymond Green single double as opposed to. But you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I do. I, you know, Key, I, I might have had them in the in the Western Conference Finals next year, depending upon how the what kind of draw but they got. Why though? Because what makes because you think that? having because their ability to score in spurts, right? Like think, Golden, uh, the Lakers will always have the size advantage, but they could combat that because of the style in which they played offensively. And then you wonder about matchups: who would LeBron James guard? You know, will you guys be able to sign KCP back? Would defensively be one of your top guards? Uh, I, you will be able to do that probably now because in addition to Dennis Schroeder and you guys have cap space. That's what I was going to say. Schroeder's but, but, but still, there. But still, okay, like, you don't know what the Clippers are going to be. Like, well, you, I'm automatically putting the Lakers in. I don't care about what the Clippers do. Understood. Here's – I want to go back to a different point because I know we're about to break real quick, but my only concern for Steph now is that there's been a history of Steph being injured when Clay isn't on the floor because of the responsibility that Steph needs to assume. The ball will be in the hands of Steph Curry now more than ever before – because when he plays with Clay, they can both play off the ball, and Clay opens up the defense so much for guys like Draymond to attack because of his movement off the ball. You have to respect Didn't that. You, say you we have, have to, help. to go to break. I know, I know, but I'm getting. <laughs> I'm saying there's a tendency for Steph Curry you to said become I injured. Know we got to go to break. Hold on, hold on. Well, if you didn't talk to 30 minutes, I would have got my point in. I'm just saying there's a tendency for Steph to be injured because he has to do a lot more when he's on the ball, and that's going to be something you have to pay attention to as you watch Golden State this year. It's I'm a sorry. great point. He's coming off a wrist injury himself. Bottom line, Wiggins, <laughs> Ubre, Wiseman, Bart, Steph, I'm sorry, man. I, 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 no, no, don't call me Bart. You know what my name is. I'm right here. <laughs> 
And just again, this could be their starting five. Wiggins, Ubre, Wiseman, Steph, Dre. We'll see if that is good enough to make it happen. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. On the way, they're the only team to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So you think the Raiders would have a ton of swag getting ready for their rematch on Sunday night football? Nope, not exactly. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fellas, the NFL MVP right now is... Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. You look at his last two weeks, he's got like 900 yards and nine touchdowns. Mahomes back to pass. Pressure coming hard. They are still the best team playing football in the world right now, and it's because of their quarterback. Makes the catch into the end zone for the touchdown. But the one thing we don't talk about enough is his poise when games are in pressure-packed situations. Patrick Mahomes just got rid of the ball. 48 yards. You heard the words there of Marcus Spears talking about poise, but let's be honest, in the first meeting of this season, it was the Raiders that showed all the poise. Going into Arrowhead October 11th when the Chiefs were 4-0, and winning that game, put 40 on the Chiefs, on the champs at home. Since then, the Chiefs have won their next four. It's the only blemish on their schedule. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Much more NFL talk with... What happens post-breeze with Diana Rossini coming up here in just about six minutes? But let's keep it on Sunday Night Football, the revenge game for the Chiefs in Las Vegas. Raiders defensive coordinator Paul Gunther. This is a guy, by the way, and Key knows this, that's been around John Gruden for a long time. This is a big-time Gruden lieutenant. The Raiders have been ravaged by COVID, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. A bunch of guys on the reserve list. We're waiting to see. Hopefully, if they test negative, they'll be out there Sunday night. Whoever they have, whoever they don't have, despite winning the first game against Kansas City, defensive coordinator Paul Gunther is not sure how they can ever make it two for two. I, I, don't, I don't know, uh, you know how we can beat these guys with a full lineup of practice, let alone three quarters of your lineup not here all week. You know, what don't they have? We're playing the world champs. What don't they have? they got a great quarterback, great receivers, great tight ends, lines physical. And they're coming off a bye, so it's a daunting task. You know, I know one thing that uh, we're going to show up at 520, we're going to 100% because that's what we do. So we'll get these guys ready to play. Whoever's out there at 520, they'll be ready to go. Huh? Like, where's the confidence? He, he, that, he's just talking, man. He's not – he's just talking. He's sitting there saying, oh, well, you know, I don't know, 520, whoever we have, they'll be ready 100%. You know, they got a great quarterback, great this, coming off a bye. That's that coach's stuff. They, I don't even know what the question was that was posed to him, and I don't really care, but that's a coach talking. So if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm not even paying attention to that conversation, Jay, because all it is is he's trying to set us up for failure. You think we, you, you want to dupe us? You think we that stupid where we just going to listen to you and believe everything that you're putting out there to the media, that's just a, that's a Gruden tactic. 
It's yeah, a coach's tactic. I mean, that could be a play. I mean, that could easily, you know, sometimes you say things, uh, you know, put stuff out there to see how the other team can maybe take you for granted or not look at the matchup that seriously. I understand. I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, though, just a little bit. Because I feel like sometimes this happens, and I don't know if this actually happened in this particular media interview. Because, Key, you and I both have had some gripes with journalists here and there, right? Yeah, Zubin. <laughs> so, and I'm not saying this happens. I'm just trying to provide context and give a variety of reasons why he could say something sarcastic or something like that. Sometimes what happens is when people ask you questions or people come out with headline stories, and they don't really give full context. So, I feel like in age today, if the Chiefs were to dominate the Raiders— you know, people won't talk about the fact that the Raiders haven't had a full week of practice or that people are out due to COVID or that injuries are there to talk about that. People will come out the headline like this Raiders team isn't it. So sometimes maybe just to play devil's advocate, Key, if you're a coach, like, no, in my interview, I'm going to make sure that you understand here are all the feats that we're actually facing going into this game. It could maybe sound like a built-in excuse, but to a degree, I want you to know that before you write any of these crazy articles saying that we're not a team that's it, because, Key, you and I both agree that they have a chance to be a knit team, um, that these are the parameters in which we're actually playing with. I, and I don't really know that anybody that has is in the uh, – I was almost called a concussion protocol, but the COVID protocol, I don't know if any of those guys are major factors to what they might do on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so the way that I look at it in listening to Coach – I'm kind of like, he's just saying those things. You know, it be, yes, we, we understand that Kansas City has weapons all over the place and they got a Super Bowl champion and a quarterback who's been an MVP and all of those things. I understand that. You don't need to tell and remind people of something that we already know. So it's to me, it's like the coach is just setting it up just to be able to, you know, play games with Kansas City. Like, yeah, y'all think y'all really that good. We beat y'all the first time, even though y'all had everything that I just said. Y'all had great quarterback, great coaching, great receivers, great running game, great defense, and we still shellacked y'all and rolled around the stadium in the bus. That's kind of how I looked at it. Or you can look at it as a built-in excuse, Zubin, where it's like, hey, even if you you do get beat, like, well, I told you guys, that, you know, these are all the things we were facing going hope, into the game. I hope the I coach ain't. I hope the coach ain't <laughs> doing that. NFL insider Diner Rossini with much more on a huge NFL Sunday and Monday in two minutes. But Key mentioned the bus. If you didn't hear that story, back on October 11th, when they won that game and really opened the eyes of the league, Coach Gruden took a victory lap bus tour around Arrowhead Stadium. We really couldn't uh, go around Arrowhead Stadium inside to find those Raider fans that travel to every game because it just aren't fans of games. So he said, all right, we're not going to have the victory lap inside the stadium. Let's do it outside of the stadium. But this is an important point as well. There's a lot of people that will say, yeah, you know what? Raiders clipped him. Raiders got him. Mahomes was 8 for 14 when pressured, just 114 yards. He was just off his game. You get him twice. Mm. You get him twice. Then the perception of the Raiders really starts to change. But if the Chiefs go out there and run him out of the building, yeah, eh, it's yeah, an aberration. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. But, but it's up to the Raiders to change that, though, right? It's up to them to, to change that, take care of business again against Kansas City so they can be taken for real in the AFC. Because I'm going to be one of those guys. This is a litmus test game. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to be one of those guys. You go out there and you get shellacked and they hang 40 on you. I'm going to have a problem with that. Because this is a moment of an opportunity for you to take the next step. Now you can apply that pressure within the division. Right now they're ahead of you. But if you clip them, 
Now, all of a sudden, you two games that you've gotten them. Now you you tighten that on them, right? You All of a sudden, they feel a little bit different. They're kind of looking over their shoulder a little bit. But if you let them get out of if you let them get out of Vegas, McCarran Airport, back to Kansas City, then you deserve to get what you get. What's on the line for Gruden here? I think this is in terms of his return back to uh, the NFL. This is the biggest game on his return back to the NFL because again, you closed the gap last year. They got out to a great start, second half of the season, not so good. Six and four starts, seven and nine finish, and then all of a sudden it's like, well. Now you can prove to everybody that you did it your way. I built this team the way I wanted to. Although they were a good team under Jack Del Rio, he didn't necessarily have to blow it up the way that he did, but he wanted to get his guys in so that his guys could really truly understand what he wanted and not have to fight and battle with guys that had the Jack Del Rio backing. Now he got his guys. They backed John Gruden, which is okay. If the Raiders were willing to wait three years to get to this moment, I'm fine with it. As they say, if you like it, I love it. It also feels like it's one of those games, too, not only for John Gruden. It's how they win, though, Zubin, right? Mm-hmm. Like he and how they won that first matchup. I don't how care they, how they win. A w- no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying, like, in order for it's, it has to be very specific for them to actually be able to beat the Chiefs. You have to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field like you did the entire well, second half by running the ball. Like, that is the scheme that works. But they had the reason they were able to run the ball in the second half the way that they did because they had so many explosive plays early on with Nelson Aguilar going over the top or Henry Ruggs delivering big time. And then they could go to Josh Jacobs. If they do that, then they walk out of the building with a W. There's no doubt about it. You can do whatever you want in the first three years if they're going to give you a 10-year, $100 million (laughs) deal. You can build it as slowly as you want. Not so slow for the Saints. They need to get up to speed fast because they have a major injury situation they're dealing with at the most important position on the field. Drew Brees has multiple rib rib fractures, both sides of his chest and a collapsed lung on the right side. He's going to miss some time here. The question is, how much? Look, he took a a significant hit. Certainly there's an element of recovery. Drew got that second opinion, but second to none. Obviously, he is the most important piece on the New Orleans Saints, and right now they're going to have to go without him for more on that let's bring in diana russini life without drew for the moment begins when the saints take on the Falcons. she'll be there covering the game sunday for espn tongue planted firmly in cheek diana good morning they are calling this the start of the tamis era that would be a combination of Taysom and Jameis. what are we hearing on a starter because even though people assume it's going to be Jameis winston after we saw him in the second half on sunday when breeze went down sean payton hasn't made that official right yeah, the uh, the Tamus nickname actually came from Drew Brees, of all people. He's really good at uh, coming up with the nicknames for his guys. And it's actually probably a really fitting nickname because you're going to see a combination of both out there from, from what I can gather. Um, I feel like for a game like this, let's just start with what the Falcons are preparing for because you have to figure, you know, they're trying to find out as much information as they possibly can so they can prepare their defense. And I can tell you from talking to them yesterday – their defense is preparing to see Jameis start with Kaysom Hill in just a lot of packages. We know how they use him as a weapon on in all sorts in all different parts of their offense. And, you know, just certainly back to when Jameis Winston was signed. Zubin, I remember having a conversation right after the signing actually with Sean Payton about what why, because 
granted, it was a good deal for them in terms of that contract. It just didn't make any sense to me. Why would he bring Jameis on when, you know, we saw Jameis had so many struggles. And Peyton didn't think that a lot of the struggles really were going to fell on Jameis. He felt like he could fix a lot of those. And he was almost invigorated and energized by this idea that he had this young quarterback, well, fairly young quarterback, with a lot of raw talent. And he thought that he could help him, um, help him minimize those turnovers that I think Sean Payton has proved over the years. Whenever you plug in a quarterback that's not Drew Brees, they've been really efficient. And I covered them last year when Teddy Bridgewater took over. I covered them for all five of those games when they went five straight. And I will say this, and this is what makes the Saints locker room one of the strongest and best, and Key, I know you probably know about them, is they they are able to, to step up in the spaces that they need to when they know their guys are down. And while Teddy did, did a good job and Teddy's so well-liked, uh, that the entire locker room changed when Teddy stepped in, in, in a great way. And they were, they were playing better in some in some cases, actually, mm-hmm. than when I'd seen them with Drew Brees. So now you have a situation where you have Jesus Winston, you've got to have Taysom Hill out there, where, you know, they're familiar with Taysom. I expect these guys to step up. A little bit different, you know, obviously, this, this game, the Atlanta Falcons are not preparing for the Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. Who they're preparing for is Sean Payton. And, and, and Diana was speaking to that. They're, they're preparing for Sean Payton because he knows what to do with them. And speaking of preparing for somebody, Alvin Kamara, I think I got that right. Did I get that right? Indeed. Okay, Alvin Kamara, not Kamara, uh, <laughs> didn't practice yesterday. Can you give me a little insight on what's going on with him? Yeah, so Al de- dealt with some with some injuries this season. We saw him deal with actually a lot of injuries last season. So he's been really conservative with the amount of practice. But uh, I did speak with people yesterday in New Orleans and they said this isn't going to be an issue. Alvin's going to be out there. They're, they're going to need Alvin. Obviously, we know it's all an all-hands-on-deck situation here without Drew Brees being there. But this isn't something concerned from from the football fan perspective, but also from fantasy football uh, players out there who I, who I know are probably staring at every single update on his health. Uh, Alvin Kamara should be good to go on Sunday against the Falcons at one. Diana, let's stay in the division. Teddy Bridgewater uh, is dealing with some knee soreness. What can you tell us? about his availability for Sunday's game against the Lions. So, Key, you know how it goes with injuries. Uh, You you can talk to 10 different people, including the person injured, and and you get a feel. You get different feels from everybody, right? Because the player always wants to play. Um, So yesterday when I just talked to Caroline a little bit just to get a feel, I kept getting the same answer, actually, which was this is day-to-day. In fact, the quarterback's, didn't even know who was going to be the starter and who would be the starter if Teddy can't go. So, you know, when you hear Chris Mortensen report early in the week that this isn't one of these situations where they're they're playing coy, you know, so the lines don't get the advantage, this is a straight-up Teddy. They're checking in with Teddy every single day. And Teddy himself is checking in, you know, making sure mentally he feels good uh, his movements in practice there, you know, he's obviously meeting with the trainers and going over things with the coach, but that whole quarterback room isn't sure who's starting just yet. What we should know today by the end of the afternoon that w- what they're definitely going to do. But as of now, they do not know who's going to be starting on Sunday. Against you're, the talk, Lions. you're talking about their quarterback room. I, I know Will Greer from West Virginia, 
but who is P.J. Walker? Can you give us a little bit of insight <laughs> on these guys? I'm so glad you asked me that. So I covered the XFL, which feels like 17 years ago, but it was like six <laughs> months ago. Um, and P.J. Walker, and, and you're going to laugh when I say this, but I mean this, the headline in Houston, which is where he played, he was on the Houston Roughnecks, the headline after three games was P.J. Walker is the Patrick Holmes of the XFL. His ability <laughs> to his vision uh, he, the chemistry he was able to build with his receivers as quickly as he was able to do was so impressive. And the only reason why I think he actually can make this jump into being a starter and having success, which we've seen him out on the field a little bit uh, this season when Teddy's been hurt, uh, is he played with Matt Rule, Carolina's head coach, when he was at Temple. Mm. And I remember talking to PJ during the season, during the XFL season, before he even joined Carolina, and he told me his number one mentor, the person he spoke to every day, was Matt Rule. And then the XFL collapses, free agency starts, and then who winds up on the roster? P.J. Walker with Matt Rule. So if there's anyone that's going to be at least comfortable running an offense that Matt Rule is running, it's going to be P.J. Walker. So I don't think this is a situation where Carolina fans have to jump off a cliff if Teddy's not in there. I think P.J. Walker has the ability to do it. Mm. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Diana Rossini joins us via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. It's my first reset because Key always does resets. I'm glad I finally got one in. Uh, Diana, let me, let me ask you about the last time the Titans and the Ravens played was last year's playoffs. A lot of injuries on both sides. Both teams are trying to find themselves here. Uh, tell us about what you think about those two. Well, this is I, I, these teams are a little different this year compared to last year. Let's just talk about the superficial stuff of just momentum, right? Do you guys remember how hot the Titans were last year? They had just beaten New England in the wild card. It was the first round of the playoffs. The Ravens were on, you know, on a, coming off a week of rest. And Lamar Jackson, you know, to his credit, admitted openly a couple months ago that they completely overlooked the Titans, which. I think all of us kind of look at, it, at, our, at each other and like, how, would you po- how could you possibly overlook a team that was playing as well as they were last season? But that's what they did. And, and you know, that Titans defense did a really good job of containing Lamar, keeping him, um, you know, in the, in the middle of the field, or at least, excuse me, keeping him outside the numbers was really what they did best um, because they, they, they knew how dangerous he was with his legs. But I think this time around, you know, this is a kind of game where Derrick Henry – is has the opportunity to really explode and the injuries is definitely going to be the storyline guys that headed mm-hmm. into this because both teams are dealing with significant i mean i think the titans had 11 players not practice yesterday mm. it's insane but and the ravens are dealing with it as well so you're going to see some unfamiliar faces out there uh but in terms of the game plan against each other yeah. i think you're going to see a lot of similarity from what we saw last season no doubt about it. I mean, they ended the Brady era in New England, then they ended the Ravens' run prematurely. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Diana, safe travels to the Bayou, and we'll talk to you next week. Safe. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Great stuff. Say, man, what? Why you lie to the people? What do you mean, that's your first read? You done read that thing three times. I'm just saying, I got to. That wasn't your first that's time. Your, that's but your don't thing. Send, don't send that narrative to people as if I'm hogging I'm, all the I watch you reset interviews three times during one interview. <laughs> Because they're, that's what you're supposed to do, but to give the people in the car an idea of who the hell you're talking to because they're just getting into the car. All right. Let's do Gotta one more you. of those. 
Uh, by going from A to Z. Jay, if it's okay hey. with you, I'll handle this one. Is it, okay. you, you got it, brother. Okay. You got it. You got it. <laughs> from A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Redbox's new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Don't miss Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. This is just a one-off here, fellas, from A to Z. We said we were going from Dallas to D.C. Let's start in Dallas. Andy Dalton admitting he had a double dose. Concussion followed by COVID. Oh. Back to back. He says he's not sure how he got the coronavirus, but his wife and one of his sons also tested positive. Thankfully, two of his other kids did not. Here's Dalton on the experience. COVID, you know, it, it hit me hit me hard the first day that I had it, and then it, it, it gradually uh, started feeling better. And then uh, by the end of it, I was, I was ready to get out of quarantine and, and, and get back up here. One minute to go. One big situation for the Cowboys. Will they have him against the Vikings on Sunday? But first, wow, scary health situation. No, it both. I mean, concussions are nothing to play with. And then obviously you double that with COVID. I mean, I I, I didn't even know. I, this is the first I heard of it. Yeah. Remember, he just started practicing Monday after three weeks off. Yeah, but this is the first. Did you hear about it anywhere? No, there? I didn't hear about it. I, I was talking to Adam Silver about this tonight at the draft. And this is what the NBA gets worried about. Kids still going to school, them coming home, you know, being around their parents, parents going into work. Like, it, it, that's crazy that it can happen so quickly. No question about it. Again, all things are on track, perhaps, if everything goes well, that Mike McCarthy said he could be back in the starting lineup when the Cowboys take on the Vikings on Sunday. Obviously, a huge game for Minnesota. They're on a roll, having won three in a row. The Warriors, anything but a roll. As you know, Clay is done for the season. But Key doesn't think that means Steph is riding alone. His interesting thoughts on that when we return on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.